So welcome. Again, this is Dr. Millen Chavarker, nurse practitioner based here in California, and I want to welcome you to this webinar. We're going to be talking about sex, and um, it's a fun topic. This was a fun presentation to get together yesterday, um, a lot of fun photos that I was able to pick from, um, and um, yeah, and, and what we're really talking about is how can we address health holistically and improve sexual functions. So let's get started. Um, see if this is going to work here. Uh-oh, my screen is not working. Oops. Oh. Okay. So, um, you know, we're talking about sexual function, but we're really talking about sexual dysfunction. And I think um, a lot of folks are, uh, you know, struggling with some kind of issue um, in regards to sex. And it's defined as a clinically significant disturbance in one's ability to perform sexually or experience sexual pleasure. And you can see this percentage range, 25 to 63%. That's a lot. That's somewhere between one and half, uh, one and four and one and two folks are experiencing a sexual problem. And of course, we're not addressing this in primary care. People are feeling shy to bring this up, even if they do have a relationship with their primary care provider. And I think this is, um, you know, to the detriment of the provider and the patient. You know, we really need to be addressing sexual function as it relates to the fact that health, you know, we, we, when we're healthy and we feel well, then we want to have sex. And I think that's one of the ways we enjoy our lives. So we need to be addressing this in the primary care setting. Um, and we're not. So, um, when we're looking at sexual dysfunction, we're looking at four categories, which is a lack of desire or interest. Uh, are there issues with arousal? Uh, are there issues with orgasm or ejaculation in the case of men? And then um, is there any pain? And um, what we really want to use is this uh, huge framework called the biopsychosocial model or where we're really looking at what are the things that play into sexual function? Is it some kind of neurochemistry issue? Is there a psychological factors, social factors, or cultural factors that impact sex and the sexual response? And um, that's what we're doing in my practice is addressing this from a holistic perspective. So by, you know, addressing concerns of relationship, what's motivating people to sex, how is the brain response, responding to sexual environment and stimuli, um, are people having uh, a satisfying experience, we as providers can successfully address sexual dysfunctions. And um, as a provider of sexual medicine and functional medicine, that's what I'm doing. And we're really focusing on how, you know, it's not really about whether somebody is having an orgasm or ejaculating. It's really about what matters to the person in front of me. You know, what, what are you as a patient really wanting out of your sexual experience with um, your partner? And that's what we're focused on achieving. Just want to make sure the slides are coming out. Okay. Uh, and, um, you know, what are some risk factors for uh, having sexual dysfunction? We're looking at, uh, pregnancy, um, postpartum, hysterectomy, perimenopause, hormone use, 
you know, if there's any female genital mutilation or if there's any cutting, trauma, any surgery, prostate surgery, um, chronic disease, big factor in sexual dysfunction, obesity, low physical activity, substance use, anxiety, depression, medications, um, any toxin exposures. Those are all things that are risk factors for affecting sexual dysfunction. And of course, if you have anything going on and you don't feel great, well, sex is one of the first things to go, right? You're just not interested in having sex if you're not feeling well and you have a, a medical issue. And so in my initial history, you know, I'm looking for what is the whole picture? And that's medical issues, surgical issues. What's your OBGYN history? Did you have babies? Um, did you have any surgeries? Mental health, huge factor in sexual function. Any history of trauma or abuse? What are your relationships like? What about your sexual identity, sexual or, or orientation, your gender, those issues? So those are all things that we're looking at when we're looking for sexual dysfunction. And as a, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about what we do in functional medicine, but really about collecting information. I do a lot of questionnaires. We do a physical exam and we're looking for what are the goals in improving sexuality, sexual function. Now, where does functional medicine come into play? We're looking at the holistic model, and that is by looking for the underlying root cause of addressing biochemistry of the body. And again, if you have a chronic disease, you have diabetes, that's playing into circulation, inflammation, and maybe that's why sexual function isn't going well. So the functional medicine model is really about addressing the whole person and looking for the root cause of disease and how is that playing into uh, your health and well-being and your sexuality. And so the functional medicine model is an individualized, patient-centered, science-based approach that empowers patients and practitioners to work together to address the underlying causes of disease and promote optimal wellness. It requires a detailed understanding of each patient's genetic, biochemical, and lifestyle factors and leverages that data to direct personalized treatment plans that lead to improved patient outcomes. In the short, again, we're looking at the whole person and we want to just be that support person for you, figure out what's happening at the root cause and give you a treatment plan that's catered to you and you, you as an individual, not just some general, um, oh, we're going to give you this prescription or whatever. And that works too, but again, we want a holistic approach. So in functional medicine, we are doing a root cause analysis. And, you know, this science, the functional medicine is this area of science where we're enabling practitioners to really understand what's happening at the cellular level that's not detected at the conventional you know, medical office. Um, these lab tests that we're doing are different. And, um, you know, functional medicine providers are the ones who are doing these tests and they're genetic tests to look for disorders as far as gene expression. I think a lot of people have heard of methylation defects. Um, that's sort of one thing that comes to mind. Um, we're looking at nutrition and we're looking at insufficiencies in nutrients in the body that can affect cellular function. We're looking at how your body's uh, dealing with foods. You know, are you having gut issues? Are you having inflammation because of the foods you're eating? And um, we're also looking at hormone levels, which I think, um, you know, you can do in a blood test, but I do a, a test we're going to talk about in a minute, which really 
identifies how hormones are being processed in the body, which is a very different test than just straight up levels in the blood. And then, um, you know, our GI system, which is what we consider the center of, you know, what's happening in the body. Um, and when our GI functions off, the rest of our body is off. And, and, you know, we've always thought the brain is the center of the body or the heart is the center of the body. A lot of us would argue that the GI system is really the center of the body. And we, a lot what's of what's happening in the GI system is affecting health. So I want to talk a little bit specifically about hormone testing because I do think hormones play a really important factor in sexuality and sexual dysfunction. And it is one of the primary medications you see a lot of people receive, especially as they're aging. And I really love using what's called the Dutch test. And it's um, how, how your hormones are being metabolized. And you can look at it over a whole month if you have your periods still. It's an excellent test to understand hormonal health, gives you information on estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, and cortisol, and also includes some of the neurotransmitters. And it's this interplay of hormones that can really affect mood disorders, depression, anxiety, which play into sexuality, and uh, just energy, you know, the energy to have sex. So I really love this test as uh, one of my main tests for women who are encountering sexual dysfunction. And just to give you a little uh, preview of what it looks like, here is the test. It looks really complicated. There's all the pathways of all the hormones. And we're looking at where is where are your testosterone or androgen, we would call them, what's happening with your progesterone, what's happening with your estrogen, and where is it being metabolized? How is it being processed? And is it doing what it's supposed to be doing? Is it supposed to be at the level it's supposed to be at? And that's sort of the uh, quick way to describe the Dutch test. It's obviously very complicated and requires a functional medicine specialist to understand that. Um, another piece of this Dutch test is looking at cortisol. A lot of us are really stressed. And we would the stress response is related to the cortisol awakening response. And when we don't have this cortisol pattern the way it should be, um, it's affecting our energy. It's affecting, um, you know, are, are we dragging out of bed or are we jumping out of bed and, you know, thinking about 100 things that we have to do in the day. And we really want to be somewhere in the middle. None of these is great. We don't want to be dragging out of bed. Neither do we want to be, you know, 100 miles a minute as soon as we wake up. Um, and this is a really good example of how out of balance uh, your stress response is and how that could be affecting your energy throughout the day. And, you know, energy means, you know, do you have energy to have sex? So these are the kind of tests, hormonal tests that we do in order to understand um, how they could be affecting sexual function. Now, um, you know, I always, we were talking a little bit about medications before. I think medications are really important to um, understand uh, medications. Con there's a lot of conventional medicines that can be interfering with sexual function. And then there's medications that help with sexual function. And um, these are some of the ones that we give, antidepressants and anxiolytics. These are for anxiety, depression. They help with neurotransmitter balance, which improves desire. Um, you know, again, you have to be careful which ones we give because some of them don't, don't do well with sexual function. Um, uh, and, and so, 
watching medications, having that discussion with your provider about how medications could be affecting just um, sexual functions important and people don't feel comfortable and then they're on these medicines and nothing gets changed and their sex life goes down the tube. So, you know, really watching what medications you're on and how can we find other things that can help you so that you can still have the sex life you want, even if you have to take a diabetes medicine or, or a, or a psych, psychiatric medicine. Um, hormones can really help, uh, you know, and, and we use them in men, women, transgendered uh, people, you know, uh, and um, the hormone levels, the tests that I just did can really help with understanding that. Of course, we have PDE5 inhibitors like Viagra, which help with erectile dysfunction. And then for women, we have um, some medicines on the market, Addy and Vilesi, which help with hypoactive sexual desire disorder in women, uh, uh, you know, assigned female at birth or women. We're, I'm using men and women as sort of generic terms, but of course we know um, we have uh, all kinds of folks out there who have, um, you know, are transgendered. And so um, these medications all can be used in, you know, depending on what your situation is and what your needs are. Sometimes people ask me about hormone or herbs and supplements. And, you know, I think there isn't a, a, a magic pill. I mean, I think if there was, we'd all know about it already. Um, but these are some herbs that can help. And there's a lot of herbs that can help with sexual function. And I think what's interesting when you look at these herbs, a lot of them help with inflammation, um, immunity, reducing blood sugar. Again, general health herbs that then sort of help with sex as well, because guess what? We help the body, we help the body's energy, and then we help with desire and arousal, orgasm, all of those good things. And so um, Panax ginseng is known for enhancing libido in men and women. Um, it reduces inflammation, increases, and some of these have sort of a, uh, I know uh, some of my um, folks on this call are having fertility issues, some of these can help with uh, with fertility. And uh, Panax Jensen can help with sperm quality. Uh, tribulus is another one. It, again, boosts libido, decreases inflammation, improves immunity, reduces blood sugar. Uh, maca is a cruciferous vegetable from Peru. It increases libido, improves sperm concentration, improves menopausal symptoms. So again, we help menopausal symptoms. We feel better. We want to have sex. Increases mood and energy. Um, and then uh, arginine is a supplement which improves endothelial function, increasing uh, blood flow through nitric, ox uh, nitric oxide action, and um, helps with erectile and arousal dysfunctions. So a lot of great herbs and supplements are out there. There's something to try. They don't work for everyone. Again, you know, finding a tailored approach and getting support around that. Some other things that we do in functional medicine or in my practice is help people find sexual devices that are helpful for them. Um, you know, we have, uh, there's vacuum devices which help with sort of a suction to the clitoris or a pump that you can use on the penis. Um, there's vibrators for the clitoris or frenulum. Um, there's dilators. This is one called Millie for her, the purple on the left uh, diagram that I have there, the photo. And um, this is a tube-shaped tube device that you can use to stretch and desensitize the vaginal canal. So these are some products over-the-counter that you can buy. Um, and we work, you know, with clients to try some of these things and find out what works, what doesn't work. 
uh, I have their lubricants and there's my favorite one, Good Clean Love. I love that one. Um, it's great for menopausal women with dryness as well. Um, and then uh, there's a TheraWand, which I didn't uh, put on the side, but TheraWand.com. Um, that's targeted uh, a device targeting pelvic floor muscles and teaching the body muscle contraction and relaxation and improving strength. And um, there's penile rings, which limit the outflow of blood, venous outflow from the, uh, you know, once the erection is obtained so that you can have uh, sort of prolonged penetration. And then um, there's for, for a couple, you know, where uh, who, you know, want the penetrative partner wants to kind of limit the depth of penetration, there's O-nut buffer rings, which can be applied to the penis. Um, so these are some devices um, again, in an, a one-on-one -on -one session, we're talking about these, we're talking about the use of these, and you're getting comfortable with um, exploring, you know, what is going to help improve sexual function. I wanted to put some websites for you guys to check out. Um, you know, OMG Yes, Meet Rosie, these are all great websites for kind of exploring, learning, um, you know, all of these uh you know, if you even look at the studies, books, videos, websites, all help with improving sexual function. I put two of the websites that um, I like. There's a lot of them, and um, we have a list that we give to the patients to, you know, kind of explore um, what information they're looking for. But again, we're your resource, and we help you find what you need. And that being said, you know, I do refer patients out to uh, therapies. Um, I think there's a high association, the research shows there's a high association between mental health issues and sexual dysfunction. So if you're experiencing, you know, where depression, anxiety, we're addressing that in functional medicine. Um, but when you combine that with what I'm doing with psychotherapy or um, therapy, then people really benefit and they improve um, their sexual lives significantly. And there's different therapies out there, cognitive behavioral therapy, sex therapy for couples. You know, these are sex therapists that actually work with couples um, together and then mindfulness-based therapies. And I think, you know, a lot of, I want to address the LGBTQIA population that, you know, there's um, significant mental health issues, um, you know, just like there, I mean, there is in every population, but, um, that population itself is not only dealing with the typical mood disorders, anxiety, depression, but then there's body image issues and those issues also can, and there's substance use trauma, high levels in that community. And so that affects sexual dis dysfunction, sexual function and dysfunction. And so those are other um, sort support measures we're providing. And then sometimes we have to refer people to pelvic floor therapy, um, you know, I don't have a lot of experience. I personally have had pelvic floor therapy. It's great. I think especially for women who've had, um, you know, some kind of pelvic floor, either surgery or postpartum women, you know, I definitely had um, issues with uh, as what we call SI joint dysfunction after I had a, my second baby. And um, working with a pelvic floor therapist is a great way to help tighten those pelvic floor muscles, restore function, and reduce pain. So that's uh, something that we refer out to. And then um, uh, there is potential to get Botox for the pelvic floor. That can help. There's uh, O-shots and P-shots, which I personally don't have any experience with but have 
heard a lot about and I'm really interested in learning more about how those can be helpful for sexual function. Those are plasma, platelet-rich plasma treatments, and then we refer to an acupuncturist, which can be helpful for sexual dysfunction as well. So that gives you an overview, a little bit of, of what we're doing in my practice to help folks with sexual function, using functional medicine tools to help sexual function. So combining sort of all those different therapies and helping people work through whatever issues they have. Um, you know, I hope this helped you get a greater perspective on how working with someone like me can help you with sexual dysfunction, get using that holistic approach and root cause analysis. And of course, you know, we're always happy to talk with um, people if they have any questions. Um, if you have any questions, you can certainly put it in the um, put it in the chat. I see somebody um, is there, and I just want to say hello. Thanks for for coming on. And you know, if you have any questions, please put that in the in the chat and and in the question and answer. And I'm happy to help in any way. Let's see if I can. Okay, somebody's saying hello. Okay, yeah. So if you have any questions you want me to answer about what we're offering, we offer a 15-minute free consult to anybody who's interested in talking with me. You can reach out to me. Here's our email. You can call us. We're on all the social media. You can look at Instagram, at Lotus IHN. I'm on TikTok. I'm talking about all these issues out there because I want people to get the help they need to have the lives they want. I want to lead, want everyone to lead their best healthy life. And we want you to feel like a goddess. That's my, you know, that's my joke. I, I want everyone to feel like amazing. So um, reach out to me if you have any questions, you want to, you want a free consult, or you have um, any concerns you're wondering if we can help you with. So if anybody has any questions, I'll hang on for a minute. If you have any questions, we have a couple people here who are watching. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. And I hope um, you learned a little bit about how functional medicine can help you with your sex life. And um, so I don't see any questions. Give it a minute here. Okay, if there's no questions, I'm just going to go ahead and close this talk today. I really appreciate everyone being on today, and um, we look forward to working with you um, in the future. Take care.